Okay, good to go. I'd love to do an episode where I don't mention bums or dicks. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we can <have> dream. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to the Doing It For The Kids podcast, where we swear a bit too much and talk a bit too fast about freelance life with kids in the mix. My name's Frankie and this is Steve. Hello, yes, each week we take a question asked by a member of the Doing It For The Kids community, do our best to answer it, and then also read out your comments, which is what we record this every single week, even though it's harder, just, but it works, because I love, I love the comments. Yeah, me too, it's fun. Last week's question was um, all about food, basically, how do you go about your working day with kids without just eating biscuits? So yeah, any comments? Yes. Not involving jacket potatoes or... So, yeah, there was a lot of chat about jacket potato gate um, and whether one should microwave a jacket potato before it goes in the oven or not. I did a poll on on Instagram. Very disappointing. 70% would microwave it. 70%. Do you know what, though? I saw that poll and it was a bit Brexity. That's true. I, had, I set it up pretty badly, didn't I? The wording <laughs> was wrong. It was, I think it said something like, have you ever microwaved a jacket potato? What you should have said... To put it in your favour should have been, is a jacket potato better when it has been in the oven? Correct. Then I probably would have won, right? I definitely yeah, would have won. Yeah, for sure. Because I got lots of messages from people saying, yes, I microwave it, but I'm not proud of that. <laughs> Don't hate me. <laughs> in fact, one of our comments from last week was from my mate, Truthy, who says, I really like Steve until he mentioned microwaving a baked potato. <laughs> Ouch. Your days are numbered. Fiona Firth says... I struggle with this, although it helps that I have a teenager around. Making lunch for us both forces me to take a proper break and make something healthy. Otherwise, it would be crisps. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about crisps. Mm. Meal planning for lunches, too, is the best thing I've done. You mentioned that. That is a good idea. I liked that. That was like one of my favourite Honestly, it will change your life. It's a, it's a massive pain in the ass. It's like another thing to do. But it pays off. Your mm. week will be easier if you just do that half hour. Do it. Oh, someone asked about the app that I use. It's called Plateful. It's not very good, but it does the job. <laughs> Put that on your testimonials. <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. Definitely not an ad, no. Linda Kendall got in touch. She said, OMG, making sandwiches is so depressing. Oh, yeah, I said that, didn't I? Because you have to get all the stuff out of the fridge and chop it up and pile it in and then cut it in half. And at the end, you only have a sandwich. <laughs> My go-to is avo on toast with feta and a big squeeze of sriracha sauce. Oh, what's sriracha sauce over the top? What? What's sriracha sauce? Sriracha is life, Steve. Oh. This is not an ad. You know what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you not see me sharing the sriracha gifts in the group? <laughs> There's gifts? <laughs> what's sriracha? <laughs> it's salt and sugar and chilli in sauce form. Literally, in my house, we eat it with everything everything like like some people might use worcester sauce exactly use sriracha sauce okay good thanks it's amazing it will change your life honestly so good susanna bolton says fried egg sandwiches are not lame (laughs) she says sorry but that's something i feel quite passionate about honestly i get so excited when we run out of actual food and it's a viable option susanna i feel like that could be a good autobiography title <laughs> i would pick that book up in a bookshop if i saw that title wouldn't you friday sandwiches are not lame bare cupboards and other stories by <laughs> susanna bolton i'd buy that 
so anyway thank you so much i mean i could read out all of the comments i got in support of putting potatoes in it but i won't that's true they are there (laughs) the comments have been quite biased in my favor haven't they sorry about that yeah, I should at this point point out that Frankie takes the comments and copies and pastes them into a document for us to read from and has conveniently missed out all of the ones that mentioned it was okay. Anyway, thank you so much for all your comments as ever. Uh, and we look forward to getting your comments on this week's questions coming up in a moment. How was your week? How You've, you've been all over. You've been gallivanting. We have been gallivanting. We've also seen all weather. All of the weather that Britain has to offer. We were in Devon for a long weekend, literally on the beach. I got sunburnt. What? Yes, yes. 18 degrees on a beach in Devon. That's the wind chill factor, isn't it? Where the wind is making you feel like it's not that hot. That is classic Britishness. Like, it is. Be wearing a, a cagoule on a mm. beach and then end up sunburnt. And it's also classic parent in that I like creamed both of my children (laughs) laboriously and did nothing for my nose that so often happens you know like when you go out and you wrap your kids up Mm. in loads of layers and you've got several different changes of outfit and waterproofs in your rucksack for them and yet nothing yeah you're there with like spinach in your teeth in a vest (laughs) thinking like what have i done yeah it's a strong look (laughs) yes so you're on easter holidays aren't you yeah today i've paid so much money to put them in a camp and so far I have been to get my hair cut, been to Starbucks, had some chocolate cake and recorded a podcast and later I'm going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually done any client work yet. That was the whole point. Actually, your gallivanting around the country inspired me to book a weekend away feast. Ah, there you go. So, you know, you're like a, um, oh, you're like Judith Charles. I'm such Chalmers. an influencer. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, a cool influencer. Oh. <laughs> this week's uh question comes from joe breeze who is a crowdfunding consultant and writer which i find have you ever checked out joe's website i have yes it's like it's a really interesting thing that she does Mm. isn't it like helping people with their crowdfunding so her question is my work makes a genuine contribution to paying the bills in our house it's not quite 50 50 but some months it's pretty close But when I tell people what I do, I sometimes find there's an assumption that it's a hobby that I've taken on to keep me busy (laughs) around children. (laughs) She wrote the half, by the way. I feel especially awkward when people tell me about their wife or their friend who's self-employed like you, when it turns out what they mean is they sell things on eBay sometimes or similar. How do I assert the fact that actually my job is a real job without doing down the choices of other women? Crikey, can we go back to talking about crisps? And right, this is like our first... Soup! <laughs> there were some people who agreed with me that they make soup in cans and you don't have to go making it from scratch. Do you remember the good old days where we talked about soup, guys? That's true. I could have read Ross's quote who backed you up on the soup can comment. Yeah. There we go. There was quite a few comments, actually, but again, didn't paste them, did you? Um, Joe, thank you so much for your question. It feels like this is, this is pointing that it's women... Oh, yeah. Right? I don't think it is. Okay. Because like, I've felt this at the school gates as well. And I think it's that kind of like, oh, well, you're around to drop the kids off. Therefore, what do you do? Do you see what I mm. mean? Like, because then the assumption is, well, if you're around that much to look after the kids, then surely you don't have a real job. Because people who have real jobs are on the train into London where we live. Once we had, it was actually one of our daughter's friends. So she was probably four years old, five years old at the time. And they were over for a play date at our house as usual. And this little girl put her hand on her hip and she looked at me and she went, 
Don't you ever do any work? <laughs> Holy moly. Because think about it, right? She was like, well, you're always around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, but because her mum goes off to a proper job and her dad goes off to a proper job mm. and yet I'm always around. It's not just the, the grown-ups thinking it. That is brutal. <laughs> anyway, she didn't get any ice cream. No. <laughs> Fair play. There are many layers to this onion, this onion conundrum, onion, onion conundrum. And one of them is that, yeah, I think freelancing generally like has a bad rep. If you're not self-employed, you don't really understand what that means or what that looks like. And there's an assumption you're sat around in your pyjamas watching like Judge Rinder or whatever <laughs> and going for like leisurely lunches and stuff. Like mm. I have some friends that always want to invite themselves around when I'm working because they think they literally think I'm not doing anything, which is a bit awkward. Yeah, or can you uh, can you pop to the shops and yes, pick this up for me? Yes, please? yes, yes. Can you queue at the post office for two hours on my behalf? Yeah, totally. And accept all the deliveries. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there is an issue around the term freelance, full stop. And some people even choose to move away from that quite pointedly. They're like, I don't want to call myself a freelancer because they think that, ma- that people make assumptions about them based on that. Yeah, do you know, I had a guest on the Being Freelance podcast, Vicky Knight. She's a photographer. She has two kids. Okay, so she's one of us. <laughs> And she said that, you know, at the school gates or at a networking event or whatever, she wouldn't introduce herself as a freelance photographer. She made a point of the fact that she introduces herself as, oh, hi, I'm Vicky and I run a photography business. Mm, Yeah. Or I own a photography business. She was absolutely adamant that that was the way that she was going to be perceived. I've never used that phrase, but it does make sense, doesn't it? Yes, but uh, I'm so conflicted on it because, yes, on the one level, it might make my life easier equally like like I like being freelance I, it's part I'm proud of that fact it's part of my identity there's a huge community of people that also identify that way and it's like a thing it's not just a way I choose to describe myself it's a way of life I get that it might make those conversations at Christmas easier or whatever <laughs> but I, I do wonder like as your business grows like your limited company for instance and you like outsource a lot of stuff like at what stage are you an entrepreneur or a CEO Where, where's the line so that's one option, depending on how that sits with you, is to say, oh, I run a, in this instance, crowdfunding business or something like mm. that. Although, I th- you see, if you said to me, oh, I'm a crowdfunding consultant, actually the word consultant there plays a similar role to business, as in it sounds... Sounds legit. <laughs> sounds grown up, doesn't it? It does. I'd be like, oh, wow, like, what do you do? Are you not using that phrase? Are you saying, oh, I work around the kids? Or like, I think I think a lot of it depends on how you confidently portray that phrase. Yes. So if I go, oh, I'm a freelance video and audio production person. Like, if I say it with confidence, but if I go, oh, you know, I make videos for businesses and like, and I've done it this, I've done it in that kind of, I'm almost ashamed of it kind of thing. Yeah. Awkward. Then maybe that's part of it. Totally. And I think that's a real issue for women, like a complete lack of confidence, particularly because a lot of women become business owners or freelancers when they have children. And so it's quite a new thing often. And that confidence really comes with time. When I was asked what I did six years ago, it would be completely different to how I describe myself now. But I also find myself like judging other people. But out of curiosity. No, but out of curiosity. But it's not the mums, it's the dads usually. Mm. Because like... In the past few years, because I've been dropping off at the school gates now for, I don't know, four years, five years, Mm -hmm. there are more dads around than there were. But back then, there was me and one other person. Yeah. 
And now there's actually quite a few of us. But it does make me think, oh, I wonder what they do. Seize that as an opportunity because actually having people at the school gates know what you do is really useful. They're part of our network. So it's interesting asking what people do. Mm. People ask me a lot about how to get clients when you're just starting out and how to promote yourself. I talk a lot about um, playground promotions. Basically, the idea that wherever you are, the parents that you're talking to and the people that you're meeting via your children, by the time you've ended that conversation, you want them to know what it is that you do. (laughs) And not like in a really salesy, cheesy way, here's my card. Um, But literally, you just drop it in at some point. You start it with, you know, well, I'm self-employed, so blah, blah, blah. This is how my life works and then later in the conversation you're like yeah well as a designer or whatever do you know what I mean like Ah. you just put in like little it sounds so like contrived but every person you meet is a potential if not a direct client they know somebody that could hire you for a job yeah playground promotion is just the same if not more powerful than standing in a networking meeting Mm. so actually it is helpful to rehearse in our minds what we are going to say in those situations because otherwise we become flustered and less confident and then that is what gives or can give rise to um, to us seeming flaky with what we do. I definitely have done that in the past. And it's, as you say, maybe in time comes confidence. But definitely, if you can vocalise it, if you can say it out loud to people, or even practice saying it to other people, or practice saying it to that obnoxious five-year-old who's come <laughs> over, then that is actually a useful thing. That's a good thing, because those people could actually be helping you find your next client. But probably not the five-year-old, but you know. you know. Yes, this is the first like issue where I have to get a bit heavy for a minute. Um, basically, like the, what Joe is feeling about people having assumptions about her being a freelancer and working around her kids. We can't talk about it in isolation. It's in the context of like the history of humanity where women haven't been treated particularly well. And like we're maybe possibly first, but potentially second generation of women ever to work and have children and by that I mean paid work obviously as a society there's huge social baggage around that and what that means and then that's like potentially exacerbated by the fact that yeah people think freelancing means you sit around and do nothing yeah you're right it's it's a load of baggage which they haven't caught up with yet yeah. and we shouldn't feel bad about that it's hard not to take it personally isn't it yeah it is massively because you're already dealing with that social baggage yourself and the guilt around being a working mum and like being pulled between being with your kids and being at work you're already dealing with all that mum related guilt and shame internally so when anybody even like gives you a sniff that that's what they think about what you're doing it's just like your brain goes into overdrive doesn't it well how do you feel like that as a working mum steve but obviously you get the guilt too Mm. we all get the guilt i mean rob goes to work five days a week in an employed job and he feels guilty as hell so that doesn't go away, I don't think. A lot of this seems to be about how Joe feels, obviously. Mm. It's like a, an emotional reaction to what other people are judging you, are thinking about you, and so on. Like, And we all feel that. I think one key piece of advice, which I've not given to my children yet, but I do give to lots of other people. It's just two words, but it is crucial, and that is, fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, you might have to wait for your kids to be a bit older for that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. There are just some people who will have thoughts. Of, like, And they're, they're, we're doing it about all of us, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're not in some city job or we're not the... And they'll be doing it about the mum that's selling stuff on eBay as well as you. Like, whatever you're doing, you're between yeah. a rock and a hard place, aren't you, really? Oh, they're doing it to all of us. 
So yes, we can own it. Yes, we can change our language. But ultimately, fuck them. Flap was bad enough when we talked about jacket potatoes. Imagine what's going to happen now. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm looking forward to the comments on this one. Yeah, as Frankie said, we would love to hear your comments. So get in touch. Hashtag D-I-F-T-K podcast. There will be ways to get in touch on Instagram, on Twitter. And of course, Frankie will be posting this inside the group as well. We're doing it for the kids community on Facebook. So go find us there. And we will read out your comments on next week's episode. And have you listened to Being Freelance yet? Steve's podcast, have you, have you, have you? This week, actually, we have Lindsay Yates. She's a mum, actually. She's in the group. Ah, Lindsay. Yeah, well, it's Lindsay, everyone. Lindsay Yates. Yeah, so Easter holidays continue, right? Do you know, I deliberately didn't do any client work. I didn't even check my emails yesterday. I'm kind of trying to go with the thing of either, like, having fun with them, with the kids, that is, or doing client work yeah. but not mixing the two and so today is uh, client day tomorrow I'm going to hang out with my brother Thursday is my birthday and then Friday after my birthday they are going back in a camp and I will either do client work or just sit and sob at the fact that I'm 40 <laughs> sorry I shouldn't laugh <laughs> thanks so much for your support as ever how long have you got until you're 40? 7 years oh my god it's so you're really not old, it's fine. 40 is the new 60, it's all good. No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> oh my god, Frankie! <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not the phrase. <laughs> 40 is the new 20, sorry, wrong way around. 60 is the new 40. Sure. That's what I tell my mum. Right. <laughs> oh my god, you're getting me mixed up with your mum. <laughs>